Hello, Darla Delane here, founder of She CEO. And today we're going to talk about relationship. And when I say that, <clears throat> we're thinking of relationship as you as a member of that and whatever else it may be. It may be an it, it may be a topic, it may be a person, it may be a group. When more than one are thinking about each other or something having to do with each other, that's a relationship, right? <clears throat> and so when you're thinking about the relationship that you have with, let's say, certain topics like your relationship with money or your relationship with love or with health or your body, or you may be thinking about a relationship with um, people, you know, you may have a significant other or children or parents, siblings, family, friends. You may also have relationship with uh, groups um, in that as well. And when you think about your relationship with something, the truth is that your relationship with it, them, him, or her is more, much more about your relationship with your thoughts about it, him, or them, or her than the actual interaction that you have with it. So let me say that again. Your relationship with something or someone is much more about your thoughts about that something or someone than it ever is about your actual interactions with it or them. So you have a relationship, let's just say, with a, a, a mother, okay, your mother. Let's say your relationship with your mother is much more about your thoughts about your mother than it is about your actual interactions with your mother. Uh, we can fill in the blank here. Your relationship with money is much more about your thoughts about money than it is about your actual interactions with money. And it continues like you can fill in the blank there on whatever person or place or thing it is. And what happens is you make a decision about wanting this relationship. So you wanna, you wanna have a relationship with money because you would like to have some. And so you form a relationship with money and what you think about it. You want a relationship with your business. You want to have, you've decided to have this business. Now you have a relationship between you and your business. Uh, if it's a significant other, it's this person you've decided to have a relationship with. Um, children, you know, if we have children, we have decided to have children. We have decided to have a relationship with them. So it starts with a decision, right? That I want this. You, you, whenever you have something, you have decided you want it and you've allowed it in. That's step one. Step two, or the second feature of this is that your level of satisfaction with it tells you some very important information. So your level of satisfaction, meaning your level that you are receiving it in that path of least resistance, your level of how okay you are with it, your level of whether it's heading towards an eager anticipation of what you want, 
tells you how aligned you are with that thing or person, with having that thing or person in your life. This is for momentum, which we talked about last week. It's about, it tells you which direction you're headed. So one of the key aspects to look at is your level of satisfaction with that subject or that person. So once you know your level of satisfaction, you then will know your alignment with it and how it is showing up right then and what you think about it and how much you're letting in of what you really want. Because it's about your thoughts versus the physical facts, the the, the actual occurrences. And of course, in our society right now, this has become um, something that's had a light shine on it, right? The, the light is shining on whether something is a fact or not. And when you have people on either side of a topic that are holding very strong to their opinion about that topic, they believe that what they are saying is a fact. And it is in that belief about the fact that gives us some power in looking at whether we are choosing to feel this way about this particular person or item or whether it's just how it is. So we'll take a, I'll, I'll give you an example. So if you take, take money. So my relationship with money is a lot more about what I think about money than my actual interaction with it. When I really look at my interaction with money, I've had a lot of money come in and go through my lifetime. And I haven't added it up, but I'm quite sure it's a really high dollar. I've lived a lot of life here. I've done a lot of transactional in and out with money. And that may be one thing that we could factually look at. We can find records and I can add up all the, what I've, what I have received and what I have given out, my credit and my debit, right? That can, we can write down on a piece of paper and get the actual facts about that. And I'm going to guess that it's probably a much higher number than what my thoughts had been in the past about it. My the way I feel or think about money now is very different than I did even a couple of years ago. I used to think I had this ongoing thought about money all the time that when I made it, I would lose it. If I made it, I would lose it. What if I lose it? If I make it, if I make it, I need to make more because I might lose this. There was this ongoing thing about that, um, that my, alignment with money was affected, right? So what did that do? If I thought that, then my alignment with what I really wanted, which was more money than I could know what to do with, I wasn't aligned with that at all. So and when I thought about money, I didn't feel good. Um, I've had that same thing with relationships. I've been divorced twice. And so I've had two very serious committed relationships that involved having children and thought it was going to be for a lifetime and then it did not and so because of those experiences my thoughts about marriage or a male partner uh for me is more about what i think about it than what actually happened if you look at it at the actual 
fact in in that is that I was married for nine years and then 21 years. So I was married for 30 years. And it's that's a long period of time to be in a committed relationship with someone when you think about a lifetime. And yet that's not how I think of it in my thoughts. My thoughts are things about, you know, what what it means, what a relationship means, much more than the actual facts around whether I was, how long I've been in a committed relationship. I feel like I've been alone for a really long time. Well, I, I haven't really, it's been like six years. And so that, as opposed to 30 years of being married, that doesn't even make sense. I feel like I've been alone forever. I'm on my own forever. And that that is not the truth, but it's all based around my thoughts about it more than the actual truth involved in that. So how do you clarify the truth about your relationship with something so that you are in alignment with what you want so that you are having the train head towards what you want so that you are widening that path and have less and less resistance to what you want. This is one of the pieces of that third step in the clarity process, which is fine tuning your allowing. So when you know that your relationship with something is much more about what you think about it than the actual facts of it, now you have some power in changing that or controlling it or being in control of it or empowered by it, right? So here are the steps involved when you want to clarify the truth about your relationship with a topic, a subject, a thing, something that you want. So number one, and it is, I know when I wrote this down today, I was like, oh, this is always the first step. So many of you could probably write down what you think the first step is going to be. Notice how you feel. <laughs> so there's a little bit of extra to this one or a, a next step. Note when thinking about this particular topic or person, notice how you feel when you think about them or it, right? So how do I feel? When I think about money, how do I feel? Do, you, do I get a little knot in my stomach? Does my throat close up? Do I get super excited? You know, what is it that you're feeling? When you think about, um, let's say you want to improve a relationship. When you think about that person, how do you feel? If you feel really great and excited and have eager anticipation, then you are headed towards your vision of what you really want as your relationship with that person. If you feel below the line, if you are bored with it, if you're concerned about it, worried about it, bothered by it, need to know how it's going to get better, it doesn't feel you're noticing it's not what you want, then you are not in alignment with what you, your vision is of you and this particular thing. So the first step is notice how you feel when you think about it. Notice how you feel when you think about it. The second step is also the second step in almost every single thing that, uh, that we've talked about. It is to investigate. So we are going to go to neutral emotion because we're going to investigate. 
and we're just going to collect some data. So there are a few more steps involved in the investigate part on this one. Number one under investigate is write down all the thoughts and beliefs you have about that person or that topic. So do a brainstorming, a brain dump, a just get it all out until you can't think of anything else you think about it. Okay. So make a nice little list of it, you know, you know, it, let's say it's money. So you'd say, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. Money is hard to get. You have to work hard for money. Money is everywhere. Uh, lots of people have money. I don't have as much money as I want. I have made a lot of money before, you know, all the thoughts that you have about it, that you can have come up, write those down. Don't judge them. Just write them down. Second step, we're going to do the true, false, or don't know test. True, false, or don't know. So run through the list super quick, first, first round, and put a T by it if it's totally true. And for it to be true, it has to be true always and for everyone. It has to be true always and for everyone, for it to be totally true. Okay? Write an F if it is false. That means that either it's not even true for you, but that's not true for everyone. So therefore it's false. And then you can put a, a D or a D, K, however you wanna do that, but don't know. You're gonna put a don't know next to any that you're not, when you glance at it, you're not particularly sure whether it's true or false. So you're going to go all the way through and do that. Then any of them that are totally false, you're going to work on a release process on that. So if they are not true, then you decide whether you want to carry around something that's not true, a lie. You want to carry a lie around and continue to be saying it's true. That's a choice that you have to make on whether you decide to do that or not. Now, most of you are not going to want to do that. So it is a release. So that's not true. I'm going to choose, do I keep this or let go of it? I am letting go of it. And then why? Why are you letting go of it? So let's say you're doing money and it says uh, money doesn't grow in trees. You know, well, that's true. Money doesn't grow on trees, <laughs> but the meaning behind money doesn't go on trees is false because it says money is not easy. And that's not true. That's, that's not true for everyone. For some people, money feels very easy. So it's false. I'm not going to believe anymore that money's not easy because I, it doesn't serve me. That's not in my vision. It doesn't align with me. So I'm going to let that go. And if I ever hear it come up again, I'm beginning to remind myself I've let that go. So we're going to go through the release of the false beliefs. These false beliefs are these thoughts that you've had over and over and over again. And so now there's something you believe. That means that neural pathway is even deeper, right? You've carved it. You've got a stronger emotion. You've said it more times. You've looked for more proof. And so therefore it is deeper. And so it is a belief now. And so it's got to be replaced with the truth. 
and it needs to be the truth needs to be brought out about it so that you can look at it and see what a lie it is and you're still going to hear it so it may take some reminding so give yourself a little grace on that and, and allow yourself to remind yourself oh i let go of that no 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 i know that's not true uh, that's not true because i'll say that sometimes i'll say something will come in my head a thought through my thought will come across or i'll even say things out loud i'll be like that's not true <laughs> okay forget it that's not true and then move along because i have to remind myself now any of them that were fully true, you want to lock those in, right? These are ones that are true. They feel good. They're aligned. You'll want to repeat it. You may even you may even want a little list of a few of them that feel really good. I worked with this with a client the other day on reframing something to say when that thought came through their head. So instead of thinking that that thought that turned them away from what they wanted, what is something they know is true that they could say instead? And if you'll have those, if you're really um, purposely, purposefully, mindfully wanting to change your false beliefs, you can put it on a sticky note, put it on your phone, put it somewhere on your desk where you will be reminded so that you can change that habit of the lie coming out and change it to the truth coming out. So you want to lock in the truth Repeat it with the highest, fullest, most truthful emotion you can so that you lock in a new neuropathway to the truth. Say it a lot. Anytime that feeling comes up, the bad feeling about that topic comes up, remind yourself of what the truth, or if you do think it, a good feeling about it, you can repeat it. Yeah, that's because, you know, I'm, I always have everything i want. I've already created it. That's the truth. Everybody has. Everybody always has what they want and they've already created everything they want. That is the truth. Now they have it maybe let in their vision of it all, but what we have is what we have said we wanted. And so those are all true, but they, if I say it with a, an excited, eager vibration, it locks it in again and next time something comes up and it says, ah, yeah, you, you never get what you want. Then I was like, yeah, I do. I, I have everything I want. It's what I've wanted. And what I really want is in my vision and I've already created it. So I do have it already. And then just move along so that you have your truth statement. So what about the ones that are a don't know? So once you've done your full on truths and your full on false, go back to the ones that you don't know. These sometimes can be a little tricky. Sometimes you'll get something like um, it, you may have had an experience that makes that have been in the past true. So if it's been true in the past, but doesn't have to be true in the future, then it's false. Um, these kind of statements can keep you kind of stuck and in that swirl of conversation in your own head because they they are you're you're very smart women and so your brain is very intelligent and it will find a way to keep you from moving forward to keep you in the past because that's what it knows because it's afraid that if you move forward you will die so it is trying to trick you into staying where you are to keep you safe and to keep you from going bigger, 
from having more, from allowing that path of resistance. It wants the resistance there. It is the resistance to releasing and opening and allowing you to have what you want. So sometimes it may be if it was only true in the past and it doesn't mean it needs to be true in the future, that makes it false. So it needs to be something that's a universal truth that comes from that place of when you think in your heart, your heart and soul, what is really true, that you know, love is the only thing that is real and there are no limitations. If you think in that quantum field of infinite possibilities, is it possible? Well, remember, if you can think of it, it is possible, you've just then created it, right? So even if it hadn't happened before, it doesn't mean it won't happen for you later. Or if it's happened before, it doesn't mean it always has to happen that way. You are a new person in every moment. So you are expanding. So things change. So if it's based on just the quote unquote fact that it's happened all the time, that's not really a, that's not really truth. That the, the belief around it is not truth, right? So this is clarifying the truth about your relationship so that your thoughts about the relationship aren't the truth. It's more your actual relationship that you have with it, right? We want to control those thoughts so that they become the truth and you are moving forward in only truth. Now, if you do this, think about what could happen. If you don't worry about the actual interaction and all you concern yourself is what you think about that topic or that person, you could literally change your relationship without doing anything other than changing your thoughts about it. So this works with people as well, but let's just take something more like um, um, your relationship with ideal clients. Let's say you, you feel like you always get clients that aren't really ideal clients, but you're getting some, um, you know, the ideal clients aren't just showing up, you know, whatever that is. And you work around the truth of it. And it's like, are there ideal, there aren't any ideal clients out there. Oh, that's false. There are, there, there are plenty of ideal clients out there for everyone. Um, they don't, they can't find me. Well, that's, that may be that they haven't been able to find you, but is it true that they can't ever find you? That's not true. So that's false. So you come up with your truth is, oh, there's plenty of ideal clients. They could totally find me um, and be attracted to what I'm doing because they're ideal clients and they want what I have. And just by working on that, it will increase the effectiveness of the marketing you're doing without you changing anything you're doing in the marketing. But what will probably happen is that what you're doing currently will be changed, but you will also get inspired ideas, thoughts, coincidences and synchronicities that will actually change your marketing to be able to be seen by more of your ideal clients. For example, back when I thought about Instagram, uh, last year when I left the client that I had been, uh, I'd had for two years and rebooted my business, I knew in that time Instagram had grown and I had been on it a little bit before, but not a ton. And I had some 
thoughts about Instagram because I, I hadn't been on it. So I had all these thoughts about it. We've got clubhouse that's come out now. People are having thoughts about, right? And so there's all these things out there that we have thoughts about. So I had these thoughts about Instagram. I thought it looked kind of good to me. My thought was, this is going to be hard. Uh, it's going to take me a lot of time. Do I want to spend the time? And then I got clear. Do I know that it's going to take me a lot of time? I don't even know that. Could I have it where it doesn't take me a lot of time? I totally could. You know, is it, are my clients there? Yes, I do know that. So I decided to change my relationship with Instagram first. And in so doing, I was reminded that I had an awesome friend that did this. And so I contacted her and I said, hey, rebooting my business and I have need some help on Instagram. And so I hired her to help me learn how to use it best. That was an inspired idea from me changing my belief around and my thoughts around Instagram. Had I stayed thinking it was going to take too long, I didn't know if I wanted to do it, it felt like it was going to be too much work. Had I stayed there, I wouldn't have thought of calling her, or even if I did think of it, I totally wouldn't have taken action on it. And, and now I love working on Instagram. I found the fact was while working on Instagram, the part that I liked the least was stories. And so I have hired her to do my stories and I do the other parts of it that, and I really enjoy it. I love getting on there now. And it doesn't take a lot of my time because I have hired a team member to do some of it. So changing your thoughts and beliefs around your relationship with something can change the relationship for the better. It can also change it for the worse without you doing anything because the whole relationship is really geared towards going in the direction of what you are thinking, and then therefore feeling about that particular topic. So as we're doing this, we're able to see that if my relationship is more about what I think about it, then I can control that relationship. If my, if my relationship is more about what I think about it, that means I can control that relationship. And you can do that with other people. Now, you're not going to control their actions, but just by you controlling how you feel about them, it will change the relationship. Because right now, if you're feeling bad about them, then that negative energy is all that you're going to get when you go into the actual interaction with that person. So if you're feeling angry at someone, that's where your elevator just went to. And that is all that you can have from them is what is going to be available when that elevator door opens under angry. If, however, you go in and do change your thoughts about them and can at least get to some compassion, then when you go to interact with them, it will be a totally different experience for you. It's really none of your business what the experience is for them. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter other than it is going to be different for you. They may like it more. They may not like it more. 
But if they don't and they go away, then that may be better than them antagonizing you. Whatever it is that they decide to do from it, it will be more of what you want that you will receive. Because being in that eager anticipating high vibration is your receiving mode. That is where you receive. So when you're looking at this relationship and it's much more about your thoughts than it is your interaction, you have control over the relationship. Now you can change your thoughts around it, your beliefs around it, and your relationship with that topic will change because you decided that you wanted it. And now all you need to do is notice that level of satisfaction that you have with it. If it's really great, then you're headed towards what you want. If you want it to come faster or in a better way, change those thoughts to even higher, more awesome thoughts. That's how you speed it up. That's how you quantum leap. That's how you have a synchronicity happen, right? And as you're doing this, noticing how you're feeling about it, investigate, write down those thoughts and beliefs, check it out, true, false, or don't know, release the false beliefs, lock in the truth, and the don't knows get them either to a true or false. If it's happened in the past, doesn't mean it's going to happen in the future. And if it's true, it's true for all. Abundance is there for everyone. Everyone can have everything they want. That's true for all. Love is the only thing that's real. It all boils down to that. So next time that you are noticing your relationship with a person or a topic is not to your satisfaction, you have the very steps to take to turn that around and turn it into something that not only are you satisfied with, but you've got major eager anticipation about, and that momentum is gonna be starting to click up and tick up and go faster and faster towards you having exactly what it is that you want. Till next time, this is Starla Delane.